Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The New York Giants entered their final week of preseason before having to make roster cuts from 90 players down to 53. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here with Valentine's Views, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the position battles that the Giants uh, have going on right now as the preseason winds down. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. All right, on today's show, we're going to focus on the offense. We'll do another show later on in the week to to talk about the defensive position battles, but but today we'll just focus on the offense. Doing that will give me a a chance to uh, to talk about uh, each one of the the position battles. Uh, in a little bit more depth. So let's get right into that. Let's start at quarterback. Obviously, there is no competition at quarterback for the first two spots. Obviously, Daniel Jones is your starter, and uh, obviously Tyrod Taylor is your number two quarterback. The question is whether or not the Giants will keep a third quarterback on the 53-man roster or if they'll just add one to the practice squad and whether or not that third quarterback will be Tommy DeVito, undrafted free agent out of Syracuse and Illinois. Um, The first thing that I have to say is that I have said a number of times going way back to the spring that if the Giants kept a third quarterback or whoever the third quarterback the Giants were going to keep, whether it be on the 53 or whether it be on the practice squad, whoever that third quarterback would be, I said a number of times, it's not going to be Tommy DeVito. At this point in time, DeVito might be in the process of making me eat those words. DeVito has been much better in the Giants' two preseason games than uh, than I anticipated he would be. He's improved by leaps and bounds from what we saw in the spring when, to be blunt, the young man did not look like he belonged on an NFL field, throwing wobbly, off-target, short passes, off-target passes, just did not look like he was capable of running an NFL offense, or even at that point in time, capable of playing well enough and throwing well enough to give NFL receivers the kind of practice that they needed, the kind of reps that they needed to show whether or not they actually belonged on an NFL roster. But DeVito DeVito is not the same player that he was uh, back uh, back in May. It's amazing to me you know how much better he looks how much sharper he looks how much more 
in control of an offense he has been in the two preseason games and and as training camp has unfolded I don't think the Giants will keep three quarterbacks on their 53-man roster the new NFL rule allowing an emergency third quarterback to be activated if he's on the 53-man roster you know in the event of injuries to the first two quarterbacks that rule makes it a possibility but I still have my doubts that that Brian Dable and Joe Shane will decide to go that way. But for me, Tommy DeVito has absolutely earned practice squad consideration uh, as the Giants uh, build their 16-player practice squad once the 53-man roster is set. It wouldn't shock me if, if somebody out there, if, if, if another team cuts somebody that the Giants like more than DeVito, I wouldn't be shocked if they put in a claim and 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 uh, and added that person, you know, to their to their practice squad. But Devito, I think, has played well enough to to deserve a practice squad spot, unless the Giants feel strongly that they can upgrade that position with somebody else. All right, let's uh, let's move on and talk about the running back spot. The uh, the running back spot, obviously, the big question for me at running back is whether the Giants will keep three running backs or whether they'll keep four. And that depends in large part on what they do at other positions. Tight end is another position where how many they keep is is a question mark right now. In my previous roster projections, I've had the Giants keeping four. The first three are obvious, Saquon Barkley, a veteran backup Matt Breida, and fifth-round pick Eric Gray, who looks like he might actually end up being the number two running back as well as the kickoff and punt return guy. We'll have to see how the snaps behind Saquon Barkley sort of iron themselves out as the season goes along, but Gray has been impressive. The, the change for me, the thing that, that's interesting for me is that I think if the Giants keep four running backs, the fourth running back could well be Jay Sean Corbin, former undrafted free agent who was on the Giants practice squad a year ago. Gary Brightwell, who was the who was on the roster a year ago, was the kickoff returner a year ago, seems to have lost the kickoff return job. And he's been hurt for the last week or two weeks and hasn't been on the practice field. So, and Corbin has been impressive. Corbin can run a little bit. He can catch the ball. He showed last year in the preseason that he can do a little bit of kickoff and punt returning if the Giants ask him to do that. I think that if the, if the Giants keep four backs, Jay Sean Corbin could easily be the choice as the fourth running back. James Robinson, who had a couple of really good years in Jacksonville, bounced around a lot last year, uh, really didn't play well with the New York Jets. James Robinson hasn't shown much of anything so far this summer. So I would be surprised if James Robinson is a guy who makes the Giants 53-man roster. But, but my... My inkling right now is to think that that Jay Sean Corbin has a shot at a roster spot 
if the Giants keep four running backs. All right, let's move on to uh, to the tight end position. And again, this is another position where the number of players the Giants keep on the 53-man roster is a question mark. I've had the Giants keeping three. Obviously, Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, and Lawrence Cager in my roster projections. They could keep four. I would like to see them keep four if possible because I would like to see a second true blocking tight end on the 53-man roster. Waller's not an inline tight end. Lawrence Cager is really a converted wide receiver who's really, really, who's really a wide receiver playing tight end a lot like Waller. He's even smaller than Waller. I think Cager's like a 230-pound guy where Waller's at least 250, 255. But Lawrence Cager's not a guy you want lining up in line, trying to move guys in the running game. So I would love to see the Giants find a way to keep a fourth tight end. The three options for that at this point are Tommy Sweeney, Chris Myrick, and undrafted free agent rookie Ryan Jones. And for my money, I think Sweeney gets that job if the Giants keep a fourth tight end. Now, the caveat to that is Sweeney sat out Friday's preseason game against the Carolina Panthers, did not dress because of an undisclosed injury. We didn't see that. We didn't see Sweeney get hurt last week, and he had practiced through the week. So not sure what that injury is. Not sure if it's a big injury, a minor injury, but something to keep in mind, something worth watching this week as the Giants return to practice at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, the, uh, the next position to talk about is the offensive line. And of course, that's a spot where everyone is really, really interested in what the Giants do. And listen, I'll just start with this. I don't know how the starting guard spots are going to work out. If it was me, based on what I've seen, I would start Ben Bredesen at the left guard, Mark Lewinsky at the right guard, with Josh Azudu being the, the first guy off the bench um, in the uh, in the event of injuries at either guard spot or center, where you know Ben Bredesen could slide from from guard over to center. 
Um, you know, but I there's still a competition, three players at guard for two spots. Don't know how that's going to work out, but Azudu, Azudu, Glowinski, Bredesen, John Michael Schmitz are making the roster. Obviously, at the tackle spots, Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, who incidentally looked much better on Friday in playing a half, looked much better, much more comfortable than than he did a year ago. Played the first half and I thought played reasonably well, played well enough to be optimistic about his 2023 season. I've said before, it's not fair to expect Neil to take a jump from being, you know, one of the worst tackles in the league a year ago to being a Pro Bowl caliber player as a second year player. But if we see improvement, if we see adequate play, if we see the young man make strides, that's what we want. And that will be encouraging. If he's a league average right tackle in year two, that that would lead me to think that in year three, in year four, in year five, as as his career as his career goes on, that he can become a top tier type right tackle. We'll see how that unfolds, but encouraging start so far for Evan Neal. But really, that's uh, that's a different topic. Really, we're here to to talk about the backup spots. So we really know who the first six players are going to be. And, and the Giants, to me, are likely to keep eight, maybe nine offensive linemen on the 53-man roster. I have been working off the off the theory that that there are nine guys who probably deserve roster spots. And I know there's been a lot of gnashing of teeth during the first couple of preseason games about the swing tackle position. And I think that people are forgetting that Tyree Phillips, guy that the Giants got from the Baltimore Ravens a year ago, Tyree Phillips was the swing tackle a year ago. And Tyree Phillips did a nice job filling in for Evan Neal at the right tackle spot. And when Neal missed a few games last year with his injury. So, you know, as we've watched Matt Parrott struggle sometimes, as we've watched Corey Cunningham and Wyatt Davis, who's a guard playing tackle, as we watched, as we've watched those guys look look horrendous. I know that there's been a lot of gnashing of teeth, but don't forget that Tyree Phillips seems like a solid backup offensive lineman type. And I know that he's he's missed some time with an injury, but no indication at this point that that's long-term. And, and I, we should expect Phillips to be part of the 53-man roster and to be the first option as a swing tackle. I think if the Giants keep two, I think Matt Pert in his fourth year out of UConn, I think he gets that that second swing tackle spot. He's a guy who I don't think Joe Judge did him any favors in, in Judge's time as a Giants coach. I think that, that Pert really didn't get a fair shake from Joe Judge. There was really no reason for Nate Solder to play in front of Matt Parrott. But, uh, y- you know, that's that's arguing ancient history at this point. Parrott is still an inconsistent player, had a couple of uh, of penalties on Friday that, that caused a couple of big plays to be negated. But he's still a talented guy. I think he understands his backup role at this point. If the Giants keep two pure 
tackles as backups, I think Parrott is the second of that group. In terms of, of backup guards, I think the one guy who I'm pretty certain that the Giants are going to keep maybe as the ninth offensive lineman is second-year guard Marcus McKethan. Now, we haven't seen McKethan yet in a game. McKethan, who had a torn ACL last year, came off pop. The Giants have been working him back in slowly. We've seen him in practice playing mostly at the right guard spot. McKethan is a monster as a run blocker, big, strong guy. Once he latches on to you, then in, in run blocking situations, it's pretty much over with. I think McKethan is a guy the Giants are not going to want to expose to waivers. Hopefully we'll get a good long look at him on Saturday against the New York Jets in uh, in the final preseason game. But I think McKethan is a guy who, who makes this roster. And, and for me, that's, that's nine guys, the four backups being Parrott, Phillips, McKethan, and the loser of the guard competition between Glowinski, Bredesen, and Azudu. So I think that's your nine. That leaves Shane Lemieux, Jack Anderson, Corey Cunningham, Wyatt Davis, uh, Shane, Sean Harlow, and recently signed Julian Davenport. That leaves those guys on the outside. Lemieux might wind up on the practice squad. Anderson could wind up on the practice squad. We'll see how all of that shakes out. But right now, that's how I see the offensive line competition. I think Lemieux could sneak onto the roster. I know how much the coaching staff liked him a year ago. I know you you got the impression that the Buffalo Bills thought seriously about drafting Shane Lemieux and and Brian Dable was there, Bobby Johnson was there, Joe Shane was there, you know, as part of uh, as part of the operation in Buffalo at that time. But they had they had tried to make Lemieux the starting left guard a year ago, and of course he got hurt for the second year in a row, so that didn't work out. But I know I know they like him. He's been working a lot at center, you know, as a second, third team center. He's been working at guard. We'll see if there's a spot for Lemieux, but I suspect that Shane Lemieux winds up as a practice squad player for the Giants. All right, the uh the last position for us to talk about is the wide receiver spot. In the wide receiver spot on offense, the wide receiver spot is a difficult one. Again, normally NFL teams keep six guys. Last year, the Giants opened with seven wide receivers on the roster. I'm guessing at this point that just because of the quality of players that they have, the depth of players that they have at the wide receiver spot, I'm guessing that seven wide receivers make the season opening roster. And I have I have four absolute locks at this point in time. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, and highly impressive rookie third-round pick Jalen Hyatt. Those guys are making the 53-man roster. For me, the fifth potential lock to make the roster is a guy we haven't seen yet, and that would be second-year man Wandale Robinson, second-round pick a year ago out of out of Kentucky, guy who uh, guy who missed 
the last third of the 2022 season with a torn ACL. GM Joe Shane said about a week or a week and a half ago that he thought Robinson would be off the physically unable to perform list, which uh, everybody calls PUP for short, um, that he would be off the the PUP list soon. And to be honest with you, this show is airing on, on Monday. I would expect if that's going to happen, that it would happen sometime on Monday or on Tuesday. If it doesn't happen, I would be concerned about Wondell Robinson's availability to uh, to start the 2023 season. If it does happen, if they activate Wondale Robinson before the season starts, Wondale Robinson is the fifth lock to make the roster. After that, you have a competition. comes to the question of, are they keeping six wide receivers? Are they keeping seven wide receivers? You have Cole Beasley. 13-year veteran, lots of success in the NFL, a favorite of Brian Dable, a guy that knows the the Dable offense and the route concepts, knows them inside and out, guy that can be highly productive on third down as a possession guy, helping the Giants move the chains and keep, uh, keep drives alive. He's shown that throughout his career, and he's shown in the preseason that he's still got that. Uh, Sterling Shepard, of course, a sentimental favorite to make the roster, but I just don't know. At this point, Shep's not practicing every day. He's running primarily with the second and third teams, getting a handful of first-team reps. We'll see what happens here in the next week. Fingers crossed for Shep, but I just don't know if he's going to make the roster. Jamison Crowder's another guy, a lot like Beasley, a lot like Shepard, a lot of success in the NFL, but the Giants just can't keep all three of Beasley, Shepard, and Jamison Crowder. Too much, uh, too much similarity in skill sets, although Crowder could function as a Giants punt returner. If they didn't want to give that job to Eric Gray, that's a role that Crowder's had a decent amount of success with throughout his career. He could fill that role if the Giants needed him to. The the other really, really interesting thing about the wide receiver competition, when you look at it, none of the guys that we've talked about with the possible exception of Crowder as a return man None of these players helps the Giants on special teams. And to be honest, that's a problem because there's only so many guys who can dress on a Sunday, only so many guys, 46 guys you can activate on Sunday, two more with practice squad elevation. So maximum of 48 guys you can have in uniform. Backup players who don't play special teams are a problem. Brian Dable said the other day that it was going to be very hard for backup guys who didn't play special teams to make the roster. And that that's bad for a guy like Sterling Shepard. That's bad for a guy like Jamison Crowder if the Giants aren't going to use him in the return role. It was really interesting that Joe Shane during the broadcast on WNBC4 with Bob Papa and Carl Banks Really interesting that Shane 
name dropped undrafted free agent Bryce Ford Wheaton, not really as a wide receiver because he's still underdeveloped. He still has a long way to go. He would not be a regular part of the the receiver rotation if he did make the roster. But Joe Shane name dropped Bryce Ford Wheaton for his special teams contributions for what the the six foot three, two hundred twenty pound Ford Wheaton can do as a gunner and can do on on punt and kickoff coverage teams. So I still think Bryce Ford Wheaton lands on the practice squad, but there's a possibility because of his special teams contributions that he could make the the practice squad. A couple of other guys who I've noticed throughout the summer but I don't think can make the roster could make the ro- could make the practice squad as guys that that could be, you know, emergency call-ups in the return game are veteran Jaden Mickens and young second-year player Khalil Pimpleton. Mickens is a guy that's had some success in the league as a return guy. You watch Mickens in practice, and and he can move around a little bit. He has fun. He, he can still he's still got some juice in his legs. He could still be a capable return guy in the NFL if the Giants needed him to be that. Khalil Pimpleton is a guy that I've said to to some folks that I talk to on the sideline at times. I think he's the best pure return man on the roster. Unfortunately, he's about five foot seven and about a buck sixty, and he's not going to help the Giants much, if at all, as a wide receiver. And it's just very, very difficult to make a fifty-three man roster in this day and age as a pure return man. I don't think there's a spot on the fifty-three for Pimpleton. Would not be surprised at all if. There is a spot for him on the practice squad for a second straight year. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. The Giants back to practice on Monday. They'll practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week in preparation for Saturday's preseason finale against the New York Jets. I know Aaron Rodgers of the Jets is going to play in that game. I doubt that uh, Giants starters will play much, if at all on Saturday, although Brian Dable has not said one way or another and and probably won't give us uh, much in the way of indications about whether or not starters will play. But I I would expect mostly mostly backups to to play in the in the preseason finale. Anyway, Giants fans, as the as the week unfolds, we'll see uh, how some of these position battles uh, continue to develop later in the week i'll be back with a look at the at the position battles on the defensive side of the ball but for now i think we'll call it a show thank you as always for listening please stay safe out there take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye